Hello, welcome to jazzguitarlegion.com podcast, episode four. jazz guitar online with easy to follow video lessons, tab and notation and an interactive learning community. My name is Brendan Hall and I'm joined by Dixon Nacy. Thanks for uh, being here today Dixon, how are you? I'm good. Good, good, yeah, how's your week been? What have you been up to? I've been busy, I've been busy teaching and uh, playing music, so it's been pretty exciting. So just uh, for a refresher for those who don't know what you do, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been up to as far as teaching and that goes. Yeah, um, I teach at the university here in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I teach uh, one-on-one lessons and I teach a little bit of ensemble, so a little bit of band stuff. And also at a, a school here in um, in west in the west of Auckland, which is a Christian-based performing arts school. So I do, I do a little bit of one-on-one teaching there and um, and a little bit of private teaching as well. So oh, Lots so of teaching. Sounds like you're very, very busy. Yeah, yeah. And Crazy. of course now you are teaching all over the world in uh, now Belgium, France, That's Germany, right. yes. uh, Europe. <laughs> Thank um, you, subscribers, yeah. Or uh, through jazzguitarlegion.com. Yeah, so that's really exciting. That's a chance to, um, you know, to get... Well, hopefully to, to kind of spread some of the some of the stuff, some of the good, good really good stuff that I've learned over the years, um, a little bit further afield than just um, you know the local environment, a little bit further afield than, than Auckland or than New Zealand. So that's really exciting, and also getting feedback um, has been really really good. So so yeah. So jazz is pretty much a universal language, isn't it? It's a universal language. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you speak a different language, like Kiwi or Australian. Yeah, yeah, I, I really believe that. I think that, um, you know, a sound, uh, a musical sound, a musical pitch, uh, you know, a musical rhythm is, it kind of, you know, it doesn't need to have uh, any kind of language attached to it, any kind of human language. It's it's kind of something that's just universal, you know. We all, <clears throat> I guess we all think that uh, um, in some way, shape or form, we all, we, we all kind of regard sounds in the same way. You know, we think that major is happy, generally speaking, and minor is sad, and, and then it goes outwards from there, I guess, in terms of harmony. But the same thing with rhythm, you know, we, we, we respond to syncopation or we respond to straight rhythm. It doesn't matter where you come from in the world. So, yeah, that's, that's, so that's what I think. All, all I think it's universal. World, people are listening and playing jazz. And rejoicing in jazz music, yes. Right. And of course, <laughs> we uh, hope. Yeah. I wanted to welcome um, all of our listeners from the United States. Uh, we have a huge following there as well as in New Zealand. But uh, we are getting people from all over the world in different languages. And so uh, if you're out there, thank you so much for subscribing. And uh, yes, as they you. say in the business, the best is yet to come. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we've got some great stuff planned, actually. Brendan and I have been sort of going over all of that in the last uh, week or so. We've been looking at your feedback, which is so valuable. So thank you so much for that from, from our premium um, subscribers. And also just from, um, the, you know, if, you, if you're um, in the free section of um, jazzguitarlegend.com and you've got some questions, you know, we, we, we regard all feedback as really important, you know. Any questions a good question, that's what one of my teachers told me. So so please uh, just, just keep that stuff coming, it's yep, gold. Keep the feedback coming. And, and, and hopefully we'll just keep getting the site better. Yep, definitely, yeah. and uh, if you want to uh, give us some feedback directly, uh, we've set up a new page. It is uh, jazzguitarlegend.com forward slash survey. If you'd like to be a part of that, um, please tell us uh, the jazz guitar songs that you'd like to learn. Right now, we are in the planning uh, phases uh, for the next year, 
and uh, we've got a lot of exciting uh, jazz standards and we really want to hear what people are wanting to learn yeah yeah that's that's been the most valuable um, that's been the most valuable part of, of the feedback system is just is basically hearing songs because you know I, I guess um, we kind of restate this in a few different places on the website and we've talked about it in the podcasts and it is all over the, the you know the, the core kind of lesson series or the lesson the main lesson series and and stuff that I've done before that's free on YouTube as well on our uh, Dragon Dicks channel there on YouTube um, but everything is about context it's all right. about context all about mm. putting the stuff that you learn doesn't matter if it's a little arpeggio a lick a scale a chord a, a series of chords um, you know a voice learning thing you nabbed off where's Montgomery you know whatever it doesn't matter what it is it's all about putting it back into a musical context um, and and in the case of, of what we're trying to do here we're looking at more more historical standards so we're not really looking at contemporary jazz as such we're not looking at composing your own originals just yet although this you know this hopefully the material you learn on here will help what we're looking at doing is taking all of these things that you might learn that tell you about sound that tell you about harmony that tell you about uh you know rhythm and, and how to use that in back we put that back into a context of the jazz standard you know right. so what we've done is we've chosen a whole lot of um standards that we think are really valuable and we've made a little list and I think maybe we'll even put that up um, that little list and um, we'll get your opinion because Definitely. we've already had, f had feedback from quite a few people that have and um, we've, we've checked off like song doubles basically it's like oh okay they want to hear this song and that's already on our list so we, we do that and you know that, that's mm. how we chose our first standard for today uh, and so our first standard today is uh, which, tell us a little bit about that Dixon yeah Autumn Leaves that was the first well actually it was the second standard I ever learnt um, the first standard I learnt was a song called Sugar but um, um, which is kind of like a minor blues, you know, C, C minor blues. But um, which, which we might do it later. We may day. do. I've just said it now. We're probably going to have to do it. But um, Autumn Leaves is, you know, that's that's like one of the universal jazz standards that's taught mm. to secondary school and tertiary school um, students all over the world. It's right. still a really big part of the canon, you know, the jazz repertoire of what people call at gigs. I still love calling it. I still love improvising over the changes. Um, I love um, how the melody is constructed. And, uh, and, and also there's a lot of scope there for kind of like... Just just even with the rhythm of how the melody works, a lot of scope there for kind of interaction between um, between the uh, you know the band and the leader, you know whoever's leading off. If it's a singer or vocalist, uh, sorry, a vocalist or a, uh, an instrumentalist playing the lead, there's this kind of scope for interaction there. So that's another reason that I love the tune itself, um, and yeah, just the chords, really really nice. Um, Kind of like, you know, when I first began, I, I felt like I could make music over it straight away. It wasn't like such complex chords and like lots of modulations and really hard things to think about. It was, it's this, um, it's, a, it's a good form for, for improvising, nice improvising vehicle. So that's awesome. the reason that we chose it today. And of course, like I said, it, it happened to pop up in, in, in uh, a lot of people's uh, feedback as being a song they want to learn. Um, I'll just give you a very, very brief outline about what we're going to do. First of all, we're going to talk about the melody. Why the melody first? The melody is the... Um, the central uh, uh, the central theme the central linear passage that the composer has written over a series of chords you know his harmonic progression and and that's his intent uh, that's how I like to think of it it's the composer's intent and and secondly it's also the easiest way to actually memorize form right. so if you're say say you've got chords and um, you've just memorized only the chords and you can't quite remember the melody 
um, <laughs> not only does the melody tell you about um, you know how, how has what does the composer think about these chords, but also it tells you how he's developed um, a melodic kind of like a theme over a, over a, um, a static harmonic progression. And the form of the chords today and the form of the melody is A A B A. So we've got an A section, we've got a restatement of that theme. You know, the first eight bars is the same as the second eight bars, almost um, verbatim for the, for the chords, but the melody slightly changes. See, so that's a good way to keep. It's like, oh, what, oh whereabouts am I? Am I in the first A or the second A or the third A? Because there's another A after the B, and that can be confusing. Right. So our melody always tells us exactly where we are. That's why we're learning the melody first, um, and and of course to respect the um, to respect the composer. Secondly, we look at chords and we give examples of where to play the chords and. Right. Um, we have a fairly thorough uh, explanation of, of how a jazz, uh, a budding, you know, beginning jazz guitarist um, might go about learning the chords and then also how to apply those in a more advanced uh, kind of a rootless voicing system. So that's very systematic. We've got examples about that. Again, applying it straight back into context. And, and each step of the way, for those two uh, things, both melody and chords, I want to give you organic examples as well. So an exercise that you can do and then organic examples of how I might actually play it at a gig. And so um, Dixon's going to do that right now, but also just letting you know that within our premium membership community, uh, we will be creating um, the, separate content for this video. The juicy stuff. The, the really juicy stuff. And we will we'll be talking about how to actually apply that in the context of improvisation. And right. so... Um, tell us a little bit about that. What, what, what yeah, so for, our, for our premium members, what we've got um, is uh, an extended kind of a, a video lesson um, that, that focuses on how um, I would uh, like to, you know, like just, just for example, um, say, say I'm at a gig and I've, my, my head's nice and clear and I just want to start improvising over this tune. What's a concept that I'd like to apply to this tune um, at any you know at any given gig in a, in a real life situation and you know there might be a million concepts and so instead of dealing with way too many concepts all at once and like just saying hey hey man here's how I solo go and just dissect this that's a, I think that's really a lot to ask from a beginner jazz student or even a medium like intermediate level jazz student so what we've done is we've chosen one key concept and that key concept we're going to really focus on um, how to apply that. Uh, back into the improvising situation, into the improvising vehicle, that is the chord progression from uh, Autumn Leaves. Today, our, um, our, our key concept is the dominant diminished. Awesome. So you can get that, uh, plus a whole lot of other great material. That's at jazzguitarlegend.com. You can get the uh, comp tracks, uh, the complete lesson transcriptions. Uh, you can get hold of those uh, by signing up to our premium membership. We also have uh, a load of free content there on the site that you can uh, download for free. Um, just give us your email and promise not to spam you. Uh, <laughs> we no, we promise that. That is our we promise. Don't, we don't even know what an autoresponder is. No. <laughs> Do you know what it is, Dixon? I don't. I actually don't know what it. I genuinely bona fide don't. I just know have what a really is, slow responder that the spelling mistakes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a bad responder. Um, we'll generally only send you an email if uh, there's something important <laughs> to announce to you. But right now, heading into our feature lesson, this is the chords and melody for Autumn Leaves. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dixon Nacy and today we're going to be looking at Autumn Leaves, it's one of my favourite standards, 
and uh, how we're going to approach uh, learning this tune is we're going to look at the melody and I'm going to show you two different ways that you can play the melody. Um, fingering is very important when we look at the melody so we're going to very, uh, be very strict about how we learn that. Secondly, we're going to be looking at chords and uh, I'm going to show you four different ways that you can play the chords based around our guide tones. And then thirdly, for our premium members, we're going to be looking at dominant diminished, uh, a concept that we can apply back into uh, improvising using arpeggios. All right, so let's take a look at the melody. And uh, what I'm going to do is uh, play back to back two choruses. The first chorus, I'll be playing the melody low around here. And the second chorus, I'll be playing the melody high, one octave above, just so, uh, say for example, in a trio setting or in a big band setting, you can cut through a little bit more. Somewhere around there. Okay, so let's look at the melody. So there we had the melody played low, and then in the second chorus, we had the melody played high. And I also was embellishing using either rhythmic alteration, harmonic alteration, or, or dynamic or articulation in order to uh, play the melody a little bit more organically. And in fact, uh, what I'd encourage you to do is have the lead sheet uh, there. You can get it out of any real book. It's probably even uh, open source free online. Have the lead sheet there so that you can see how uh, the, the uh, melody sits rhythmically and how it sits harmonically where it travels. Uh, you can learn it note for note that way. You, you can learn multiple positions, but I would encourage you to learn one fingering set um, for each position. I started to uh, veer out of my fingering uh, set out of my position for the uh, melody. I might have played it there. 
But then when I was starting to vary the melody, I might have heard uh, a, sl a slide into that A, for example, so. Because I, you know, uh, it, it needed that articulation or that, uh, that particular sound that I was going for. So that's what was happening in that second chorus. Don't forget the song is just an A, A, B, A form. A1, A2, B, which is a new set of chords, and then A3. And each of those A's, there's three different A's there, has a slightly different um, chord set and a slightly different uh, way of approaching the melody. Uh, so that brings me to my next point, which is now let's look at the chords. And uh, what we're going to do here is I'm going to show you over two choruses again, an AABA form times two, 64 bars. Uh, I'm going to show you how to comp guide tones low in one position, guide tones high in another position, high on the neck, and then I'm going to show you how to do uh, in the next chorus, so that's in the first chorus, we'll divide uh, that into two different uh, uh, parts, and then in the next chorus I'm going to show you how to take the first set of guide tones and uh, extrapolate upon them, and basically in a, in a real music situation, right, you're playing with a, with a live band, you're not playing solo basically, you don't need to play bass notes. So the second set of chords that I'll show you will be rootless voicings for the first um, guide tone set, and then rootless voicings for the second guide tone set. One, two, a one, two, three, four. tones, one, three, and seven. Travel up again. Now we're traveling up to our second position. Staying up the neck in the second position. Up even higher. Descend it. voicings based around the third first chord set and again same thing again based around that first chord set of guide tones and now I'm going to travel up the neck the highest set of guide tones. Okay, so what did we do there? Um, firstly, we had guide tones. One, three, and seven. In this case, the voicing is one, flat seven, flat three, because it's an A minor chord. If you want to uh, understand those a little bit better, you can go to our lesson on uh, guide tones, lesson 27, in the lesson in the premium members uh, section, if you want to check that out. Now, uh, if just, just it is a good idea to understand where, uh, why guide tones um, work 
so well to define the harmony, so you can uh, read up about that and explore how to pl uh, play them. And uh, we did that for the first uh, two A's. Then in the second, uh, sorry, then in the B and the and the third A, we played higher up the neck. Root three and seven. Root seven and three of D seven. Root three and seven of G major seven. So that was what was uh, that's what was happening. Sorry, uh, first. Now, secondly, in the second chorus, I played a little bit more how I'd actually play in a trio setting. As I was explaining before, you probably wouldn't play a bass note. These big full chords, they don't work so well when you've got a bassist or maybe a, a pianist like comping. You want to kind of try and stay out of the way of the other harmonic instruments in the band. Um, and so what I'd do is I'd look at my guide tones, take the bass note off, look at the guide tones for that first chord, for example. Right? There's my guide tones. That's telling me heaps about the chord. Is it major? No, it's a minor. What sort of seventh does it have? It has a flattened seventh. It tells me a lot about the chord. You don't need the fifth and you don't need the root because the bass player, hopefully, if he's doing what he should do, is, is telling you where the root is as well. Then on top of that, I've put a couple of notes uh, that can help you define the chord a little bit more. So there I've, I've chosen to play uh, the fifth and then the tonic two octaves up. From where it was originally, but I might choose to play the ninth on top to give it a little bit more of a jazzy type, and you can hear if I put the bass note in, you can hear how that sounds. Um, and then I went through each of those guide tone positions, and I put two notes on top, sometimes uh, uh, one note, but usually two notes on top, of each of those different guide tones to make either seventh or ninth type chords. Um, what does that give us? That gives us a whole range of voicings now that you can interchange between, if you learn those voicings well, you can interchange between when you're uh, comping and accompanying someone. Now, I just want to give you a really brief tip on accompaniment. When you're comping, don't do this sort of thing where you're like, one, two, three, four. trying to put every single new chord you've learned and every single kind of hip uh, rhythmic angle and don't try and don't do that if you're accompanying someone if it's a chord solo or if you're uh, playing by yourself doing a solo gig you can do that sort of thing when it's when it when it feels appropriate but the context of accompaniment is actually strongest when you're providing very strong time in a simple fashion strong time in a simple fashion it's much better to play like this Nothing difficult, not lots of rhythms flying everywhere, not lots of harmony flying everywhere. But that's great for a soloist or for a lead vocalist, a lead line, lead instrument to play over the top of. So that's my tip for, for comping. Keep it simple and keep it strong. Keep the time very strong. Okay, um, some of those chords you would have noticed there was a few diminished chords in there. So that brings us to our next topic, our next section. And this is for the premium members only. Uh, if, I hope you've enjoyed looking at the melody and chords with me. And uh, if you want to uh, see the rest of the video, which is uh, based around improvising on autumn leaves, then you can uh, join up and become a premium member. And uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see you back here for more. Well, thank you once again to all of our listeners and also to Dixon Nacy. Thank you for that lesson. And I'm sure everybody out there will appreciate 
the brand new format uh, for the podcast, which we are hoping to develop and to keep rolling out every single month. And like we've said from the start, we want to offer as much uh, really great co- uh, free content as well as premium content so that uh, all of our listeners out there can really learn how to play jazz guitar online. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget that we'll be back next time with a brand new jazz standard and that jazz standard we're happy to announce will be Stella by Starlight so really looking forward to that and we'll see you next time. Music